All right. Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump back into our Cthulhu Invictus game. We have a brand new session tonight. Our investigators are going to start a whole new uh, adventure tonight. But uh, the last time that we had played was the second part of Ink and Venom. There was a rider that had come from the town uh, that we were heading to to uh, track down Optimus Prime. I don't know. There's like a weird genre blending thing. Um, it seemed, it seemed kind of out of place, but that's fine. Anyway, uh, we went to go find, uh, no, I can't say his name right now. <laughs> Optimus? Is that what it was? I think it was Optimus. I'm not pulling up the other adventure. I've got no, this right, one already. But the, uh, the, the other um, actor kind of gave us the lowdown. Uh, so there was a tower that overlooked the road. It was outside of town um, that uh, Optimus would go there uh, afterwards and that the uh, woman that was with him, who we knew to be a, a dark fae, uh, would meet him there. Um, and she was essentially killing him by using up all of his life energy that he, you know, put into all of these different plays. Uh, so we headed down there, walked around the town. Uh, there was going to be a festival that night. They were celebrating the release of a new play. Uh, we knew time was short, so we made a deal to take that actor's clothing from after the play. Uh, Dorina would go up to the tower impersonating Optimus to try to lure the evil Fae out. I mean, they're, they're all kind of evil, right? I mean, we'll just like Fae. Yeah, we'll just they're, they're all evil. evil right? Um, You're close enough. I'm not going to correct you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it sort of worked in that she came out, but then like grabbed Arena. It turned into a shit show. She started slinging spells. Uh, um, Macrion was on fire, it, like <laughs> internal fire, right? Like no real fire. Uh, but uh, we were able to kill her. Malachi was able to uh, grab Optimus as he fell from the tower. And we wound up going back to the uh, Optimus's family. Uh, we were spent some time there recovering. And that's kind of it from what I remember. We transformed. We, we became a new. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Optimus Prime. Oh, transformed. I'm slowly. Yeah. And then, and then we rolled out. <laughs> oh. Now I just feel stupid. I am one more trans. I'm one transformer comment about front way from putting a penalty dice on all <gasps> oh. rolls tonight. What about so. GoBots? Is that acceptable? <laughs> Beyblades. Come on. What? <laughs> Work with us here, Oscar. Wait. No, that's the I, I'm, I'm working to put a stop to this. <laughs> I don't want to work with this. Let's be blame. Okay, so let it rip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oscar, let it rip. We are off to a hell of a story. <laughs> oh. Oscar's not even cracking a smile. We're doomed. <laughs> We're so doomed. All right, hey, we got to start this start game so rolling. we can collect them all. Okay, so you are uh, you're traveling and you reach uh, the town of oh boy, this is hard Cartaractonium uh, please forgive me historians and Latin speakers it is in North England yeah. back out just, just below the wall alright alright, so you are 
you're there. You had gotten a request from someone in the governor's inner circle that you should proceed north and you should speak to a commander in the city of Korea. Um, you were to do this before the spring thaw. So it means traveling in winter. If you remember a few adventures ago, it was harvest time. They were trying to bring in crops. So just extrapolating the time, it's a, uh, you know, you're now in winter. They want you there by spring. He says that there's a rare opportunity. They'll brief you on it there, but it means traveling, you know, north to Hadrian's Wall. And they said, and possibly as far north as the Antonine Wall. Oh, shit. Do we know? Could we make a, would it be like an empire check to see what we know about this area, if anything? Sure. Sure. All right. I will try that. 83. I got a 51. Um, so I you make nothing. it? Yep. Okay. The areas between the Antonine and Hadrian's Wall. These were previously held uh, Caldonian territories. They have only been officially part of the empire for less than 25 years or so. Sure. Um, Hadrian's Wall was meant to keep the picks out. It didn't really work because they were still raiding. Uh, so they launched further punitive campaigns north and pushed the picks back and then built a second wall to keep the picks out. And all of that territory is now newly conquered Roman territory. But the people living there are, you know, still mostly, you know, North England Celts. So it's, it's not an area where you're going to see a lot of Roman faces. And this is where you're being sent. But in the town of boy, Anyway, the town with the sea, <laughs> uh, Cartaractonium. Again, my apologies to historians. As you are there, warming yourselves and uh, deciding to rest your daisy cart, uh, rest your donkey for maybe a day or two before you head uh, north, because Coria is a long road north from here, and it is winter, so. It'll be a bit of a, a, a trial, weather-wise. And, you know, you're warming up in, in a nice inn, and you begin to hear all sorts of quiet murmurings of a town that is being beset by, you know, being overtaken by fear and rumor. Hmm, just the kind of place we like to vacation. <laughs> or so it seems so if you want to insinuate yourself you know slip yourself into a conversation or just make a listen roll and eavesdrop you can start picking your picking up what's going on or you can choose to just ignore the obvious hook and we'll meet again in two weeks <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll start doing the usual hanging back in the pub and then listening in as much as can and soak up as much so i'll do a, i'm gonna do a listen first so i critical that okay they're talking about the 
uh, a boy who was killed while in custody. Um, some are saying that he killed himself. Some are saying that he was part of the bandits. And they're whispering that he had told a, a crazy story before he died. Um, and some people are saying, well, we don't know the story was crazy. Um, it would certainly explain more than it, it, it would answer more questions than it raises. And they were saying, and then you hear the, uh, the road north is at this point probably impassable. Is that, is that because of the season? Is that why? It doesn't seem to be. The road seemed passable. Like when you rode in, I mean, it's cold, but there's not snow on the ground. And, you know, it's. So I just, I guess I start striking up usual conversation over wine or whatever. Why are the roads impassable? They say that um, it's not that they're impassable. It's just that people have got have been going missing on them more and more over the last few months. And uh, the last caravan that was sent out, um, the, uh, the merchant knew that the road had gotten dangerous and he'd hired half a dozen armed men to guard his shipments. Only one came back, uh, a boy, one of the uh, young teamsters, a, a slave owned by the merchant. And, um, told a frightful tale everyone most the police must have the thought he was lying because they were trying to get to the bottom of it and um and he accidentally he died during the questioning so nobody can really know what's the truth and what's not but um no one's volunteering to head to Lugavellium. uh you remember from the map that Lugavellum, i guess uh, it's the city right across from where you were heading. So there's two roads leading north from here. They're talking about the other northern road. Your northern road still should be fine. I, I mean, I don't want to interject if like Malachi's doing a thing, right? So like, I maybe wait until you come back and then no, it, it seems like he's it. just talking to people. If you wandered yeah. up with a drink in your hand, yeah, you'd, you'd just be his friend coming into the conversation. It wouldn't be weird at all. Yeah, I'm trying to just keep it very low key, not interrogational at all. Oh, so uh, uh, what news, Malachi? Uh, anything uh, interesting? Um, we will be heading uh, north soon. Yes, uh, not the road to Lugvellum. Uh, um, apparently, apparently, the road to Lugvellum uh, is a little perilous these days. Oh, really? I believe we were uh, taking the other road to uh, to Coria, but uh, what what sort of trouble? Um, Anything that, that threatens the town here? A merchant, a band of, uh, we're thinking it's either Pictish raiders or bandits, but they've been picking off every supply caravan coming this way or heading between the road of, uh, between our, the road heading to Lugavellum and Cartaractium. Uh, no, no travelers have been able to uh, make the journey in several months. Um, at first, it was just, you know, one or two travelers going missing and then larger and larger groups. And now it's pretty much everyone who sets out along this road goes missing. The last was a group of four wagons 
with a half dozen armed men and an equal number of teamsters. It's 24 men, and they've just up and vanished, except for the one boy who came back. And uh, died his anyway. story didn't make any sense. And when they tried to get the truth out of him, they they killed him while questioning. What was the story that he gave? Um, he said a mountain witch had cast a spell on them, killing most of them, and then uh, eating them. He Macron played. chokes on his drink a little bit. Like he's taking a sip. She says mountain witch. He's like... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they they call her the hunger of the hills. Uh, the boy said it was a old, frail-looking woman of great strength and magical power, uh, uh, and that the uh, hag feasted on the dead. Um, the boy claims to have played dead until um, she vanished from the roadside. Uh, stalking off into the hills, carrying some of the corpses, um, and then wandered back down the road uh, for several days. He was half dead when he got here. Um, so people are saying that he was probably working with the bandits who robbed these people, and the deal went badly, and he came back and came up with this terrible story, hoping people would have sympathy on him. Um, but uh, such is not the case. Insight? Oh, I got a 19 out of 23. Everything this, these people are telling you, they believe to be true. So he, he looks like meaningfully like over the guy's shoulder to Malachi and kind of like, you know, squints kind of gives him like the nod. Like this is this is probably something that we should do. And uh, one guy says, I don't know why everyone's so quick to discount the boy's story. He had nothing to gain. This is true. And and he goes oh, and he says that uh, he says back in my grandfather's time, Kalog would often hunt these hills. Kalog, huh? Um, one of the younger, more Romanized Britons says he means a hag, mm. like a bog witch or a mountain witch or that sort of thing. Just it's just said, so, so these people are are primarily all Britons, right? We're not really yeah. You're Romanized you're getting anymore. further and further north. They're yeah. Romanized, but they're bo- more and more. You're finding the people are Britons, and he says, and he says that such you know these are stories our grandparents told us, so we wouldn't wander away into the hills to you know escape looking after the sheep, and they laugh, and and the old man says. Uh, Laugh all you want. Why don't you take some supplies north? And he says, because I'm not a teamster. I'm a cobbler. And they they all laugh. But you get the impression that they're laughing more to dissuade their fear. And they're, um, I guess, with you made your insight. They're they're more hoping that they're right. Right, right. So if there's like two or three guys that we're talking to, like if we're standing near a table or whatever, uh, Macrion would buy them all you know, another round just to keep them talking, just to be, you know, sort of personable. And Okay. You're, I'm assuming you want to s- steer the conversation towards this topic. Yeah. I, like surreptitiously though, like, Oh, okay. roll a persuade check with a bonus dice for buying them all around. Okay. Uh, what is my charm? 
I think I had decent charm. Fuck it. Oh, 30. Oh, 92. That's not going to work. <laughs> so, 82. Fuck. <laughs> it doesn't work. He's like, hags, right? So, what's that all about? <laughs> Does anybody else want to try I, and help? I him? absolutely can try. I mean, I probably should okay. have been one that I have a 49 charm. So, uh, 34. That'll do it. Um, okay. They basically says that it couldn't be a hag. Don't mind my fellow, my friend here. He's. <laughs> um, they said it couldn't be a hag because just up until a year ago, there were there were people traveling on that road. Fine, nobody had ever said anything about a hag. You know, hell, there was even a family living and running a, a establishment about a year and a half up until about a year and a half ago. You know, along the road, if there was any. If there was such a thing as a, a hag of the hills, surely that family would have reported it. Well, what happened to that family? Oh, it was a terrible fire. The uh, grandmother and the two children were all burned to death. No one really knows how it started. Oh, eh, probably unrelated, right? Hmm. Um, they said that uh, the last traveler who saw her was uh, a merchant her and the, the, the children. And he said that they were fine when he traveled. And the next people along the road, they said that uh, apparently there had been a fire and that, uh, you know, they couldn't really find any of the bodies in the wreckage. But we, they erected a small shrine and um, a priest of, you know, Apollo went and gave them proper funerary rites so that their spirits wouldn't inhabit the road. Seems like everything was done uh, as it should have been. But it was after that time that these other things started happening on this road. Oh, it wasn't for a year after that. Okay. So maybe it's not related. Interesting. And, and, and how civilized is the area around there? Uh, good, good Roman town? Yes, the uh, town north of here is a, a fort town. Uh, a lot of military presence. That's why... We're surprised that bandits are becoming so bold as to strike so close to Hadrian's Wall after it was recently repaired. Strange situation indeed. Was it the repair that was just part of the normal repairs to the wall? Or? Well, when they, they wanted to reinforce the defenses after uh, the Antonine Wall was put up. So it was a general uh, overhaul of the area, which actually happened about this time in Roman history. Uh, how long of a of a travel is it north from here? A few days uh, or a few a weeks? Few a few days. Hmm. And, and none have made the journey recently then? Um, the last two tried, they'd all vanished. I see. Well, I guess it's a good thing we're going to Coria. So it would seem. What were we going to Coria again for, Macrion? I don't even recall. Uh, we had to speak with the, uh, the commander there. Uh, they had... Um, Something, uh, we had a meeting there. They said, uh, you were going to speak with the uh, commander in Korea. Are you official couriers or soldiers? Um, no, we um, are, um, fuck, uh, what do you say, like, um, like officially, we, we are um, officials of, of a sort. When you say that, Hermanius, roll your status. That is a... 43 out of 41. 
do I I could burn two luck. Yeah, do it. I'm gonna burn two luck. Woohoo. And then you see people pointing to him and they're like Um, isn't that Herminius? Herminius, The famous witch hunter? (laughs) The famous Eastern witch hunter who's been rumored around these parts? I just one and the same. Then I start to get between them and Herminius and go, hold on, folks. Hold on. Yes, it's him. Uh, There's a couple couple people immediately leave the bar and then they start buying you guys drinks. Um, I'm going to walk over and peek out the door of the people that left the bar. Thank you. Um, they're kind of walk to towards the center of town. Right, I'm going to sort of casually. Yes, you can. Keep an eye on them. Darina. Good. Um, cause I wasn't necessarily associating with them. I just want to walk and I just walk out casually and just kind of see what's going on from outside. Roll a stealth and you can follow them. Nice. I'm, I'm following. A 21. Oh, perfect. They go, they go straight to a Vigilis and they talk to him. The Vigilis mm-hmm. says, come with, you know, orders them to come with him and they go right to the local prefect's house. Um, and they go, uh, they go in. Mm-hmm. So basically it's like the mayor of the town. Okay. Um, uh, any sense when, when those folks left, what did they look like? They were worried or they were like... You know, the jig is up or something like that. They didn't look like they were worried. They looked like they were excited. Oh. Do you want to wait here? Um, so if they looked like they were excited while I was following them, I probably would just hang out. They come out. We're right next to each other, Dorena. I mean, one of us. Oh, you're with me? Okay. After a few minutes, they come out and they look really happy with themselves. And one of them's looking into his palm and kind of. And a few minutes later, a well, a, well, a well-dressed slave and that soldier starts walking, uh, you know, exits and starts heading towards the tavern. Oh, shit. Um, be about? I, I start whispering to Drina, let's go quick. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to dash as quickly, fast, as quickly as possible without looking too uh, inconspicuous. Because <laughs> I don't like... I think that you you and I can look pretty inconspicuous. I think if we need to. Okay, uh, um, a well dressed official and uh, a guard of Vigilis come into the bar, and they look around, and then they start coming over to where Macrion and Herminius are. And then I told her, <laughs> as they walk up, <laughs> All right, I, I stand real close up behind Macrion and Herminius, sort of a little bit in between the Macrion. Roll your official. status. Good. Oh shit! I got an aunt six out of fifty-five, so extreme success. Nice. Okay, the the guy looks you over and says, uh, "You're a Macrion of Corinth, the traveling Greek scholar who's been uh, getting into trouble all over the province." I'm told. So, like, he's got his foot up on a like on a stool. So he kind of like puts his foot down. And he sort of straightens and his toe. And he's, like, yeah, yes, I am. Um, and and uh, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with this evening? I am Avric. I am here to fetch you and your companion, especially Herminius, and uh, if your other companions are nearby, to speak with my master. Who you have a bit of trouble be? for us to get into. 
uh, Gaius Junis, the local prefect. He has uh, wishes to speak with uh, you on a matter of some urgency. Uh, he looks uh, over to uh, Herminius and shrugs, and he says, uh, "Shall we?" Can I uh, roll insight? Go ahead. Um, no, fail. Now Herminius, okay. yeah, I got insight. You made it. Fourteen, yeah, fourteen out of um, seventy-two. He is trying to seem jovial and calm, but there's a tension in this man. He appears very nervous about speaking and pushing the situation. Uh, so nervous about us or about the situation? Is he like uh, a little scared he's, of us at all? He's glancing or? at the people in the bar. Oh, and he wants us to come out of the bar and go see his boss. Does he seem like? Does it seem like he's worried about the people at the bar seeing what's happening, or is he worried about the people at the bar? Like, is, I mean, does he you seem can't scared? Tell. Okay, he's there's. He seems like he's working very hard not to appear like this is an urgent matter. But okay. you're getting that this is an urgent matter, and he doesn't want everyone to know this is an urgent matter. Mm. All right. I, I convey that to Macrion. I mean, in front of him? I lean over to Macrion and whisper that it seems like there's a certain degree of uh, urgency here that's making this man nervous. So he, you know, kind of like, he doesn't say anything. He just sort of slaps you on the shoulder. And then uh, he looks back over to Herminius and he says, are you coming? Herminius, will, uh, he has kind of a half finished goblet of wine at this point. And he just kind of looks at it with a slight perturbment and puts it down on the table and begins to walk with them. Malachi reaches over and grabs the half finished and just throws it back real quick and then Macrion, you know, like throws his arm around the guy's shoulder and says, uh, off to see Julius then. I take up the rear as we're leaving. I just keep it. I kind of casually look at the rest of the folks in the bar just to see if there's anyone that's overly watching us. I was actually going to ask to hang back for like a minute or two to see. Right. No, but everybody starts whispering about that when you hang back, Darina. Okay. All right, good, because I got a 97, so I didn't fucking see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, he, if the guy's uncomfortable, like, I'm just trying to make him more. Like, he's playing like he's oblivious, but since, you know, Malachi told him what was going on, like, he's just sort of playing it up. Yeah. Okay. So he says, well, thanks for coming and not making a scene, but uh, we take it as a sign that you're here now. Um Men of uh, men and women of uh, your particular skill set. Tarina, did you stay back in the bar? I came along with you guys. I just waited like a couple of moments just to see if anything yeah. standoffish. We but heard nothing happened. Uh, my master has heard of the young noble you saved. the The author. Yes, yes, uh, Optimus. And um, he says, "Have you heard the rumors?" Uh, we heard that there was some trouble heading north from here. There's a great deal of trouble. Um, my master will tell you more. Um, so you're going to the house. It's like the it's like night. 
you know, nobody really travels at night in the Roman Empire. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a world before gaslights. So uh, the guy comes out. It, it, it's obvious that he's hastily dressed and just out of bed. He brings you, you know, your, your, he's, he comes out, he greets you, and he goes, greetings, I am Gaius Junus. I am the, the administrator of this town. I'm sorry to pull you out of your evening's revel. But uh, when we heard that Herminius Rusticus, the witch hunter, was here, we took it as a favorable sign. And to find him with his companions, surely you're meant to be here because we have need of you. Well, if anybody believed in the fates, then surely they must have had a hand in bringing us here. Have you heard the, the rumors about bandits and other dark things on the roads uh, north? Yes, vaguely we've heard some rumors about uh, mountain witches and cannibals and such. But please, it uh, it is. I assume that you have a little bit more information, or at least rumor that could feed this. He says we didn't release all of the facts. Uh, the boy was not the only one who made it back. Interesting. Shortly after the boy arrived. Um, a horse of one of the mercenaries arrived. Um, it's better if I show you. Please, lead on. They take you to the horse, and they they tell you, you know, he, he leads you to, and he says, "We're we're keeping the mare here." Um, he says, "One of the healers wished said that it would be kinder to put her down." But we thought that it would be better, uh, an animal that was so loyal uh, should be given a fighting chance. If infection doesn't take her, she's got a good chance. And the, you see her, and she has a, a deep scratch on her flank as if a bear had mauled her. And like right before that, you see a, a, uh, a palm-sized bite that is like bloodied and scabbing over. Um, and they said, uh, there was a, um, her rider was dead slumped in the, uh, slumped in the saddle. And, uh, he was in even worse shape than her. Uh, is Darina with us now? Yes. Then, uh, in that case, I'll kind of turn a little and say, uh, Huntress, do these appear to be of any animal markings that you might be aware of? Roll your natural world. I make it, yes. It's a human bite. This does a large a no. large human. Um, but the way the bite is done, it, it appears to the only animal it could be that you know of is human. Clearly a hungry human. This does uh, look familiar, but I I can't put my my I can't put my tongue on it just yet. I, I don't think you would want to stick your tongue on that. It no, I know. I'm sorry. The, <laughs> damn it, Sorry. He says the slave said that one of the guards. Well. The slave said <laughs> that one of the guards got away before he played dead and hid. Um, the man died of blood loss, and we think that the horse just wandered back to town. Um, it was pretty spooked. 
the guards found it at the edge of town and brought it here without anyone seeing. And and what of the boy? Uh, the rumor was that he'd been killed in custody. Is there uh, what had happened to him? Well, because he was a slave, we needed to verify the truth of his testimony. So he underwent some torture. Um, but the next day after the man's wounds arrived, the, the, the you know, mauled man, the, the mauled horse and the corpse arrived. We wanted to talk to him more about uh, about his story, about a, uh, a mountain witch, about a hag. Uh, and we found that he'd already hung himself. Ah. The guards had said that even after the torture, he'd been having horrific nightmares, uh, screaming in his sleep. They were grateful when the screams stopped, but uh, they should have checked on him. Apparently, he woke from a nightmare and um, took his own life. He didn't even have a belt. He shredded his clothes. Um, yes, well, perhaps after running into a cannibalistic mountain hag and then being tortured by some guards, it might have pushed him over the edge a bit. He says He's, he the says story could not be disdain. Be, the, the story could not be believed. He said that the the creature uh, was like a, an old woman, and she commanded mist and took the form of a bat. Um, cannot be uh, believed. And yet I am sitting here now. And that's why we summoned you. For if suddenly a, uh, such a creature is among us, and then, you know, within a few days, one of the greatest witch hunters in the Empire shows up, we were wondering if you were here to find her. She's yes. a, whatever this creature is, it's only been active in our hills for about six months. We had hoped that you were on her trail and you could tell us more. We have no history of such a creature in our hills. Can I make an, as he starts to describe like the, you know, what her powers are, can I make an occult check to see if this sort of, if I know anything about, you know, like a mountain hag, uh, you know, a bog witch, you know, what, what do I think may um, have those Roll a Cthulhu mythos roll. Oh, Cthulhu mythos. Okay. Oh shit. I'm not as good at that. (laughs) Ooh, 94. (laughs) No. Um, of the guard? No, of uh, either the guard or the boy. Um, no. They Even were, the saddle? Yeah, but there's nothing. There's nothing okay. on it. Um, so yeah, they say that we're, we're fairly certain that something very dark and dangerous is on the road. We'd like to actually speak to the family who once lived there, but apparently there was a fire uh, about a year before all of this started and um the last person who saw them said they were fine uh he he lives in uh lugavellium now uh a, a merchant by the name of callus and he has not been back down this way since um no no uh not sure if he's still in the trade. Um, we haven't seen him in many, many months. And no one thought to send someone up the other road through Coria to try to seek him out or to seek the aid of the uh, military in Lugvalium? We don't want to trouble the military with this if we can help it. 
Um, we have local guards here, and I'm willing to send them against the witch. I just fear that against such a creature, I'd simply be sending my men to their death. I We don't know what we're dealing with. But if the rumors can be believed, you folks are something of an expert in this sort of thing. We've had our experiences. This is more of Herminius's expertise. If she is, then I'm making a full. Uh, then I am making a formal request with the power invested in me by the emperor and the governor. Um, please help us clear this road of the mountain witch. It is dangerous. The attacks are getting closer and closer to the ha- to uh, to the town. Um, I fear if this goes on much, much longer, all trade with Lungavellum will completely dry up and we'll start to have attacks on the outer farms and homesteads closer to town. Well, if you could have heard the boys' descriptions of what it did to those men, it, it, I, I, I hope he was mad, but now I'm not so sure. He says, we, we cannot live beside such a thing. I do normally require a down payment. Of course. However, this seems to be a rather serious situation. And so I believe uh, if you provide room and board and take care of our supplies ahead of time that we might need, then uh, payment afterwards will be sufficient. He snaps his fingers and he says, uh, prepare the guest house for visiting dignitaries. He says, you'll be staying. We'll be staying with me. Give a little nod. Um, he says, I'll have whatever food, drink, bedding you need. If you wish to submit a list, he hands you a wax tablet. Anything you need. I'll pass that Any, over to Macrion. He has better we, handwriting. If, if we have it, it's yours. <laughs> but I, I, I do not wish to send my men patrolling north. That's fine. We would not want them to get in the way anyway. Wonderful. Then or, I'll leave or, it. To... Or, or do we? I mean, you know, any chance that some soldiers or something could come along with us, perhaps? I would rather not. They're not equipped to fight this sort of thing. Macrian started I... to put, like, soldiers on the list, and then you hear crossing it <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I say as an aside, this is great for, since I'm the one that's going to have to be the first person to get poked by her. <laughs> I say as an aside to the audience. <laughs> We're going meta. <laughs> oh yes. Well, so, if the rooms are prepared, we would uh, take a take a meal. I guess uh, now, and um, we can discuss uh, what we may need for our journey. Okay. He brings. He allows you guys to take up residence, and he brings you guys a hot meal. Um, and a warm roof, you know, warm beds and a dry roof to sleep under. Uh, so, Herminius, this seems to fall under more of your purview, perhaps, if she is a witch. It's not something that I feel uh, comfortable expounding on myself. It's not something that I'm quite familiar with. Yes, but I believe it also does take a little bit more research. The last few times that we believed that we had been doing, dealing with sorcery, it uh, ended up being uh, some other perversion of nature. Mm. I'm not exactly listing it out. 
-hmm. it does seem to fit some of the criteria, but I do believe that some investigation is required. Um, I do find it interesting. Um, so I confirm with them that it was a human bite mark. Um, cause I didn't specifically confirm it in front of the other, um, people who were asking us. Um, but the other markings were markings of a bear. Is that something a witch can do? I don't really know much about them. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and do witch bags eat people? Do they? I don't know. Would that be would that be like an occult or a mythos for which? I'm sorry to to figure out like ex- the kind of the the physiology of of hags and if they would be able to leave these kind of marks like the, the bear like claws and everything oh that's a 100 out of 37 i don't have <laughs> i i i don't have that much you're pretty luck. sure those aren't claw marks but some kind of a tentacled sucker thing <laughs> um i'd like to call his bullshit on that <laughs> Roll your occult. Uh, nope, not enough. Yep, you guys, nothing. You got nothing. Tentacle things. Okay. Tentacles. That, that yep. doesn't. It, I don't think a tentacle makes a mark like that, though. It, it looks more of a well, dash than a. Oftentimes, the uh, the suckers of the tentacle will have a tiny little hook inside, so possibly being dragged along. I don't. That doesn't. Ah, so that, that, so the okay. suction is what made the big circle, I guess, right? <laughs> and the tip of the tentacle scratch. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> so, again, we are going to be going in blind, it would seem. Um, perhaps we could find... Uh, the old man seemed to be relatively knowledgeable about the uh, the legends and lore of this area. Perhaps an old timer would be willing to um, share some tales with us. I would also like to hear from the guard that was overhearing the screams and the nightmares and see if there was anything specific that they remember. Um, you can speak with him and um, he's brought to you first thing in the morning. And basically says most of it was just whimpers followed by screams. He would wake up, sob uncontrollably. Um, We brought him some hot broth and told him that, you know, we would find, uh, you know, a new master for him, um, possibly work in the house. He was, you know, we were trying to find out who owned him after his master had been killed. We were trying to confirm that the master was in fact killed. Um, You know, he was saying about how this witch appeared out of the mist and started slashing everyone with her claws and um, that she was drinking blood from the wounds on the necks, laughing, cackling, um, that it was all chaos that he said that there was a mist and he ran away from the witch and somehow she was in front of him again, that the fog just turned you back towards danger, whichever way you ran and there was no escape. Um, and then that nobody believes him. He says, maybe we should have, but um, 
we've never had any legends of of such creatures in our hills. He goes, I've even asked my my mother and my grandmother, and we've lived here for generations. You know, we've been locals. There have never been hags in the hills. Did you notice any markings on his body? No, uh, the boy wasn't harmed, which is why we suspected he'd been in league with the bandits. Didn't have a scratch on him, other than what you might find, you know, walking through the mountains or, or running mm. aimlessly. Hmm. When, um, when he was sleeping, was he saying anything in his sleep? Not that I could tell. Okay. Do you gentlemen have any questions? Macrion raises a finger and like starts to say something and then like stops and then like kind of scrunches his face up. He's not quite sure how to proceed. I believe with the uh, confusion and madness that could have set in in the situation, it would be very difficult to get any clear information out of what happened. I believe our best course of action at this moment is to rest up prepare and uh, head into the hills to gather our own assessment. Wise counsel. Okay, so is that the plan? I mean, if I could find that old guy again, I would talk to him. Well, it's morning. You have all day, unless you want to leave right away. I'm big in favor of finding out more information. I'll just say that. I feel like we may be outmanned, quite literally. Okay. So, um, you go back to the bar, you get his name, you're told where he lives. Uh, he has a, a shop. Uh, he's a, you know, he's a tailor. He makes clothes. You find his shop. Um, you can easily speak to him. And he says, oh, our esteemed guest. He goes, how did things go with the mayor? Uh, we had an interesting conversation. Um, he, he spoke to us uh, about the situation on the roads. But I, I am more interested, I think, in fact, in the stories that you started to tell us last night about what you may believe uh, be on the road. He says people are so quick to discount the old stories and legends, but he says the tales of, of hags are, are, I mean, while we have not had one in this region, they have been, you know, throughout this part of Britannia for you know, going back to before the Romans came. Uh, no one knows really where they come from or, or, or why, but there are tales of, of creatures of great power that seem weak and old and frail, wielding magic and hungering for the flesh of, of humans. You know, witches, if you will, hags. These are not, you know, these are all stories we grow up with. And from the boy's description this seems to be what it would be. Interesting. We have heard many, uh, many strange tales since coming to Britannia of your uh, legends and lore. He goes, I, I met the woman who lived in the hills with her children, with her grandchildren. Um, I actually had stayed at her hostel, you know, at her um, rooming house on along the long road north. They were very good people. Um, they, you know, offered food and water and, and bedding. And for them to be burned out, I think that um, more should have been done. Yes, they sent a priest and they said a few prayers and they set up a, an altar. But 
as I said, we never had hags in these hills before that. I feel the town is being punished. I feel we th- we let them down. I feel like there's more going on than than we're being told. Hmm. And uh, the old tales, do they uh, tell of a way to uh, eliminate such a threat? Cold iron, I would imagine, seems a pretty standard uh, standard remedy for these types of things. Um, yes, uh, usually. In, well, roll your occult, or did you already fail your occult? Uh, no, I rolled Cthulhu Mythos earlier. Okay. Uh, 46 out of 76. In many of the stories of creatures such as this, it takes a weapon enchanted by a magician or gifted from the gods or the fairies to pierce the skin of such a creature. <laughs> the fairies, yes, indeed. Uh, we've heard uh, such tales. Uh, did, it, did the tales say anything about appeasement? Is there any uh, dealing with these types of creatures? You made your occult roll? There's no there's no it, this is this is almost like a destructive force of nature in the tales. Um, these are allegories for hate and hunger and vengeance. Sure, sure. Um, they, they, there are no tales of redemptions when it comes to such creatures. Okay. Sometimes that works for us. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, well, uh, seems as, uh, as if we'll have our work cut out for us then. Malachi, do you have uh, any questions for this gentleman? I, you know, I may be interested in a, in a new toga. Do you have anything cut for my size? He does, and uh, you can patronize his, ship, his shop a bit. Yeah, I will. And he says, uh, what are your plans? Do you plan to travel the road north? Uh, so it would seem uh, we need to gather some information to see what uh, what we're up against. He says, well, nobody in here knows anything. We're um, we're all in the dark. And if we've been cursed by the gods, we'll have to find a way to appease them. Did the grandmother um, have any family in town? Her daughter married a man in town. She moved here. They both died. There was a, they both died of fever. The children recovered, and they were taken to the grandmother um, at her house. She was raising them, and they were all working together to run the, uh, the, roadside, uh, the roadside hostel. They were quite happy. Did they have anyone else helping them, aside from the two grandchildren? No. Um, she made good money servicing the caravans uh you know providing them with food and hay and water so uh they would you know the uh the eldest girl and boy would come and they would purchase supplies she was uh almost a woman and he was not far behind that you know they'd come with a uh a donkey cart much the same as yours and pick up supplies every few days mm. They'd usually stay overnight with an aunt, uh, but, you know, from their father's kin, you know. Does that aunt still live in town? Um, yes. Uh, may I have her name? You do. You, they give it to you the name. Thank you. Uh, her name is Hastra. And uh, uh, Hastra is the wife of a local cobbler, whom you met at the bar last night. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. 
So what is what is your plan? Do you want to talk to her before we head out, Darina? Um, I I've noticed the the correlation between the um the family and the fire and it being one year after it happening that all of these things are starting to happen. So I'm wondering if we learn a little bit more about that family. Um, it might be helpful. Do you agree? I don't disagree. Uh it's convenient that it's a year. It may be um, the anniversary of the fire, perhaps. Possibly. Um, do you wish to ask around uh, for specific dates? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first mention that the how that the homestead had been burned out, that the host, you know, the the roadside had been burned out, and the family was dead. Those came in September. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. I mean, I back that up. It may have been like more like April. Ah. Nope, August. And the attacks have been going on for six months, and it's now uh, late February, about early March. So it's a year and six months later. Right now, it's a year and six months later. But the first attacks took place at the uh, right before harvest. They said. Hmm. Is it when they were cutting hay and drying it, when they were cutting grass and letting it dry for hay, which is usually September? Okay. So, yes, the first attacks took place one year after the uh, homestead was burned out in the same month. Okay. So, do you wish to speak with Hastra? Yes. Okay. Hastra. You know, she looks you guys over when you come to her, you know, it's her, you know, you come to the cobbler shop, you see he's working in the back with a few servants and a woman comes out and she says, oh, welcome. Do you need something repaired or you wish to see some of our wares? Um, I, I would like to purchase some wares, but I also have some questions. Uh, Questions? Yes, um, regarding your nieces and nephews who had sis- unfortunately passed away a year uh, six months ago. Yes, my uh, my brother's children. Yes, he said uh, I should have taken them in, but the grandmother insisted. She didn't approve of her daughter marrying my brother, and I didn't want to make trouble, so I saw them. As often as I could, and I put them up when they would come in for supplies. I actually bought most of the supplies for them so they wouldn't be away from their grandmother too much longer. How kind of you. They were my blood, even though they were also her blood. Hmm. With, so is that like an in-game, like sort of a hitch? I, can I make an insight? Does she like? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to make an insight. Perhaps it was just my poor acting, or perhaps it was my good acting. I rolled an 03 against, uh, I think, what was it, 23? Against you 23. Picked up, you picked up the tone in her voice of also her blood. Yeah, so you yeah. realize that uh, there's some uneasiness about, about the children, or possibly her, ex, her, her poor deceased sister-in-law, or possibly the grandmother. Uh, he just... He says, um, do you have, or I guess now, apologies, had 
some concerns about their situation? No, they were very well cared for. Their grandmother treated them quite, quite well. Um, I really, I really couldn't say a bad thing about the way she treated them. But something about the woman herself, perhaps. She says that uh, her family had a dark reputation. Um, but Baradal, they said, never did harm to anyone. But still, because of the stigma over her family, she chose to live apart from town up in the hills. Her daughter managed to seduce my brother somehow, and she came down from the hills to live here in town, which caused a rift between her and her mother. And then when they died of fever, she came and claimed the children. And what did they say about this family exactly? I'd rather not speak ill of the dead. And to be fair, uh, nothing was ever proven uh, and or spoke ill of Baradal. It was more those who sired her. And then I can, it would only be rumor. Well, in our line of work, Rumor is often what leads to the truth. Roll a persuade. That I'm is waiting a, for someone else. That is to a do truthful, <laughs> persuasive argument. Ooh, that is a 61 out of 70. So nice. she says it was said that her, uh, it was said that Baradal's father was a sorcerer who treated with dark forces in the hills. Makes sense. It is not often a practice that one does in the midst of a town. But uh, he had been dead since the time the grandmother was a, a young girl. Baradol's mother, the children's great-grandmother, would come into town uh, buying supplies. And uh, if people, if she felt people cheated her or looked down on her, uh, sometimes she would make the sign to cast hexes on them. So she was generally feared and accused of being a witch. But Baradal in her time, you know, she never did anything like that. You know, she got married, her husband died early, they had the one daughter. They you know, built the place up in the hills. When her daughter left, she was by herself. And uh, once her daughter and my brother died of their illnesses, the children went to live with her. But no one ever accused Baradal of witchcraft, nor really her mother. Uh, mostly it was just hand signals and of the sort that our protective charms would defend us. Hmm. If she had a gift, it was weak. Or she did well to hide it. Possibly. Do you think that the children's grandmother could be this thing they're saying is in the hills? Anything is possible. I, I will tell you this. I was not fond of my sister-in-law. I, I, I feel that she trapped my brother and, and left, you know, uh, trapped him with her children to get away from her mother and to live properly in town. Um, I resented her for that. But I had no ill will to the children. The children were beautiful and blameless. They were my nieces and nephews. They were my sons, my brother's children as well. And from what I saw, their grandmother loved them and treated them well. 
does the... I cannot believe she could be capable of such a thing. People are capable of many things that you would not expect, but does the does Baradol's family's home still stand? Is the property still there? I could tell you where it is, but I don't know if it still stands. I was there a year ago when they set the shrine. I was there a year and a half ago when they set the shrine. Most of it had been burned down to the walls. Ah, so the the hostel was the the home of the family then. Yes, that's where they lived. I see. She said, "I would I would think it's more someone who wishes you, wishes you to believe it's a mountain hag committing some evil." He goes, and and she lived there for decades. Why would a fire suddenly break out? The house was made of stone. Stone doesn't burn that well. With four children, two whom were almost uh, youths, if a fire did break out, the five of them could handle it. The boys were eight and ten. My, my the eldest girl was almost thirteen. Macrion. Yes. What do you think? I, she says, I never is. trusted the story of a fire killing all five of them. What do you think of the chances of a uh, potential malevolent spirit in here? I suppose it's possible. I'm thinking possibly the uh, the spirit of the mother, maybe a uh, the the unfinished business being separated from her child, driven a spirit insane. It is possible. She says the house they lived in is still here, and there's been no reports of it being haunted. A family's been living there. I mean, my sister, my brother died five years ago. They've been living with their grandmother for five years. Hmm. I mean, the youngest was only two uh, when they all went to live up, the, up in the hills. And how old did you say that the eldest daughter was? Uh, almost 13. She was 12. 13. So at this point, she would be about 17, 18? No, she was 12 when she died. Oh, that's right. The the boy who was two, he's, he was he was nearly eight. Hmm. Uh, has Was there any talk of any ill will with anyone in town? Any uh, no, the, the children. The children was well liked. My brother was well liked. Um, most people were upset that the children were no longer going to be living in town, but they came in to town at least twice a week for supplies. Um, they had friends here. If anything, the the fact that Baradell took so good care of them made her more welcome in town as well. She just chose to send the children to to you know bring up bring back and forth supplies but there was no ill will towards her far from it she was providing a valuable service the fact that the road had a stop on it made that meant that more merchants would flow through town you know the the fact that there was a rest stop along that road made our town a more attractive trading hub do you know of anybody in town that could potentially have been looking to usurp her business and uh, and possibly had been wronged by traders stopping at her hostel rather than in some other junction? The only trader with a reputation for cheating people 
no longer lives here. He lives up in Lugavellum now. Hmm. Oh, Callus. Yes. Hmm. Not that I, from what I'm hearing, he's no longer a merchant. He had no uh, skill for it other than treachery. Indeed. Uh, he is uh, a bit far from our reach at the moment, though. If anyone's behind the bandits' attacks, it's him. He was the one who said that uh, they had vanished in a mysterious fire. I'm betting the bandits just wish to get rid of any witnesses in the hills. Human greed is often the cause of much suffering. She says, is that if there's anything else, I really should get back to my family. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you for your time. She wishes you luck. And, you know, that's it. I mean, she has nothing else to say. But she seems, you know, to genuinely miss her nieces and nephews. So I guess as we're out on the street, um, you know, Macrion just says, could this just be a simple robbery gone wrong? I, if she was with the, the hostel being on the road, she must have made a fair, decent amount of coin. Uh, press one broke in and killed her and the children, set fire to cover the crime. Uh, perhaps it unleashed some evil spirit, as you suggested, Herminius. Yes, that is my uh, initial thought as well. I don't mm-hmm. believe that the uh, that the ignition has any uh, spiritual or sorcery behind it. How did the kids get trapped in that, though? Well, it could very well have been purposeful. Whomever had set fire to the cottage, to the hostel, could have purposely barred the doors and ensured that nobody escaped. Or murdered them all first. True, and then set fire to cover up the murder. They did say they were unable to find any remains. Oh, that is also true. Uh, I missed that part. They didn't find any remains. Uh, Really all depends on exactly how hard they looked. When you come upon a building that has been torched to the ground, or as much as a stone structure can, I wonder exactly how much they searched. Dorina, as the local, how important would it be for the our relative local? How important would it be for the locals to recover the remains of these people, especially if they were maybe relatives? I that I don't know. Actually, is there anything I could roll for that? No, I, it's like we're li- the, well, the governor British. said there was uh, uh, a concerted effort to locate what they could and say prayers. But a road like this through the hills is, is you know, you're, you're talking North England. So these are long rolling hills. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of a remote area. So, and again, if the house is burned to the ground, there's not going to be much left. This is a stone, I'm assuming like stone outer structure, but then like, you know, wood on the inside. So like, it's just a hollow shell now. Right. Should we take Daisy in the cart or should we walk? Um, I think walking should be okay. Walking we'll might need... allow us some more flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if we are dealing with a either a creature or a sorcerer, it would be good to search the area around for any signs of malevolence. What time is it now? 
Is it's it about midday? midday. You've been you've been at it for a while. Okay. And how far would um, it take us to get to the remains? If you traveled hard all day, um, you should get to the shrine probably the next morning. You'd probably have to camp near there. If you rode really hard, you could get to the shrine because that's the, the, the shrine is about a one day's travel from town. Mm-hmm. Like, so you would make a hard push, rest there for the night, and then make a hard push the rest of the way. So it would take you all day. It would be almost nightfall before you got near it. That doesn't seem like a good idea. No. <laughs> well, it, it's in, in the summer months, when the road's used more often, you'd have more daylight. So you would yeah. surely get there before dark. But yeah. this time of the year, it's definitely going to be dark before you get there. Hmm. Perhaps uh, we take half the journey tonight, camp out. Uh, if it's tied to the house, if it is tied to the uh, the action of the fire or perhaps a murder, then if it is a manifestation, it should be confined uh, perhaps to that area. Uh, we're not sure that it is the whole road that is cursed, uh, hmm. but perhaps uh, within a radius of, of the home. If we go perhaps halfway tonight, keeping our eyes and ears open to see if anything is out and about. I find that acceptable. We'll have to retrieve my armor before we go. All right. So I think we should kind of stop. It's almost 11. Mm. seems a good spot in the narrative. Yep. You have some sort of idea of what might be happening out in the hills. Hmm. Do or, at we? Least, or at least, you, <laughs> or at least, or at least you think you do. Thanks, we do. <laughs> Which is good enough do for we? me. <laughs> it's probably better for you. <laughs> it's either it's either a hag or a spirit or a, a werewolf bear. or cannibals. Oh, it or could be a lot of things. Or... <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh God. Whatever. I'm sure it's probably fine. <laughs> it's always fine. Sure. It all works out in the end. It's all yep. fine. It's all good. Cool. I, I feel like we need more allies. But... It's hard to run a game for more than four. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. I, I, yeah. We need... You know, what he means is we need a bunch of red shirts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Pretty much. Red togas? Sure. Red togas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. You well, guys just walk up there. Just let us know if you see anything. Yeah, if you guys are really serious about that, you Maybe can send a, a messenger... Fans. And see if uh, the doctor and the bodyguard from a few sessions ago would be willing to come <laughs> north and and help take care of this possible mountain witch. <laughs> bring got, bring your got, needle and thread got, to. We've got two weeks if you want to. Con- if you want to contact <laughs> one of the uh, special guest stars from previous episodes. <laughs> If you really think you need extra bodies. Well, I certainly do. Uh, as, as the resident muscle, who's going to be on the spear point of this thing? So <clears throat> there's, can't help there's but pay the, attention there's, to the fact that 20-some-odd uh, armed men got chewed up and disappeared pretty quickly. So quick. there's the, the crazy... Yeah, but they didn't have fate weapons. There's the crazy-picked spearmen. Uh, I believe <laughs> the doctor... Um, the the Celtic warrior and the and the very clever slave who almost had a heart attack from the Fey. 
<laughs> you, you've had four different special guest stars. If you yeah. wish to send dispatches to all of them, I would allow it. <laughs> and we'll see if, if anybody will, if any of them are available on the 14th. 21st. 21st. <laughs> even even better. Even better. You've got more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we we could do it on the Facebook page. We could we could have that discussion, I guess, and see right. how you guys want to you guys want to proceed. Excuse me. That's All cool. right. So, All right. Well, do your thanks. thing, Macrion. Yep. Uh, <laughs> thank everybody awesome. for for checking us out. We had uh, Max jumping in today for a little while and said, uh, you know, hey, I haven't seen you guys in a long time. What happened? And like, well, fucking life. yeah, life schedules traffic <laughs> like it's just it's been it's been a hot mess here in the last couple of months we haven't played day trippers in forever but nobody cares about that we also have a patreon up if you f- uh, care to throw a couple of sesterci our way that's fantastic uh if you're of a mind to do so i would prefer that you throw those sesterci over at uh, at oscar there's a tip jar over at goldengoblinpress.com uh, he's taking time out of his schedule to run and play. You know, he's got a full plate of things that he's doing as well. So uh, we're going to play either way. So support the cool people that do cooler things than what we're doing. <laughs> are there, the are there, are there the such people that allow us? <laughs> if, there, if there are such people, I have not met them. There are no cooler people than us. <laughs> But ratings and reviews on iTunes are super helpful. It bumps up in the algorithm. Everybody knows the drill. Do the things. Leave the feedback. Order the coffee. Uh, all that stuff. Maybe we'll see it in Necronomicon next year. Uh, Nails has uh, got that stuff all squared away. Hopefully everything stays cool. Delta variants uh, notwithstanding, I guess. Uh, get your shots. Yeah, get your, get your fucking shots. Yeah. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. Uh, but again, thanks everybody for checking it out. Uh, we appreciate you uh, being around, watching the shows, downloading stuff, listening to the podcast. Uh, we have fun doing it. So uh, thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.